Hey everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my awesome, awesome uh, special guests here. Um, so first off, we got Dustin Hubbard. How you doing, Dustin? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. And then we also got John Ward. How you doing, John? I'm good. How are you? Bye, guys. I'm doing fantastic. And uh, I think the last one we had you guys on here for was the Totem one. So, God. yeah, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. it's it's so funny. It hasn't even come out yet when we're recording this. But, you know, it'll be out this July. So, Forrest says hi. Oh, uh, hello. Um, so we're going to talk about a uh, film. Okay, so Dustin, I've had Dustin on the show for, and I think the first time you guys were on the show together, we did a cry, uh, White Wolves are Crying in the Wild, too. Um, in, I've had, so I've had uh, Dustin for that. I've had Dustin for Arcade. Um, and uh, I've had, I guess, Totem, a couple other but things. But uh, what's funny is like this movie, I think, also is a film that uh, Dustin and I have talked about before and never have never done the movie for. So it's uh, Class of 1999, Part 2, The Substitute. Um, we did not do, we're not doing Class of 1999, um, like the original. Uh, were you going to say something, Dustin? No. Um, no. Okay. Good. All right. So, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, just tune in for some mood music, and we'll be right back. And we are back. All right, so we're going to be talking about Class of 1999 Part 2, The Substitute. Now, John, if I'm correctly, if I'm correct, you've seen this before? Uh, yeah, I, I think I told you this was my second viewing, but it's actually my third. Okay, so yeah. when was the first time you saw it? Of video stores. Okay, so you yeah, rented when, it? When it originally came out. Yeah, I Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, one of those had it. Yeah, and it's it's a movie that you would see at the video store a lot, probably. Um, Dustin, when was the first time you saw it? Uh, I saw it uh, on Cinemax back in the day. That's what I was going to say. That's what I remember, because I think Cinemax used to have those like free days, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Class of 1999 Part 2 was on one of those free days. And I remember seeing it on there and loving it. So, uh, but yeah, uh, t- tell us, what, uh, did you enjoy it the first time you saw it? Uh, I was very confused as to what I was watching because it didn't feel like a class of 1999 film. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. it's, it's a very different film than the first one. So very, very I mean, different. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I, I, I ended up buying a used VHS of it at, at one point, so that i still have so awesome yeah I, I i don't have it still but i used to have it recorded on vhs um john uh were you a fan of it when you first watched it no i i, I hated it when i first saw it because <laughs> the, uh, spoiler he's he's not a robot <laughs> so that that really really pissed me off so, i think i uh, guess they were trying to do a twist on it 
you know? Well, my, my feelings are different today. So oh, okay. back when I originally saw it, um, I always liked and was a big fan of class of 1984, Mark L. Lester, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up seeing that on like Showtime or HBO because mm-hmm. I was uh, um, I was too young to go see it in the theaters, even though my friends who were seniors and graduating in 1984 could see it. Um, so I, I had to wait. And then class of 1999, I did see in the theater and then watched it a couple of times on uh, probably like Laserdisc or, or, you know, VHS when it came out. And then I think, yeah, this was like the video store also. And then I got a, a bootleg of it because you just couldn't find it except for on VHS. Nope. Absolutely. It was, it was a tough movie to find. Um, now it's on Tubi. So if anybody wants to go see it and they haven't seen it yet, uh, we're going to spoiler the hell out of it. So if I were you, I'd, uh, I'd go watch it on T- Tubi for free and check that out. Um, but I, yeah. So when I first saw it, I really, I really enjoyed it because it was, a uh, it was just Sasha Mitchell. You know, I, as, as Dustin knows, and I'm sure you might know this too, uh, but I was into karate as a kid and Sasha Mitchell was one of my idols, you know, growing up, you know, I'd watch, you know, uh, the kickboxer two through four movies. I'd watch class of 1999 part two. And, um, and then fortunately he sort of had a bad thing happen to him. Um, we don't need to go into all that because it's not, part of this movie but something bad happened and sort of sasha mitchell kind of fell off the the wayside you know but i still uh, i still adore every movie he's he's done back then you know oh wait wait but you you, you can't leave me on an edge here what what happened to him? um <laughs> justin do you want to do you want to take this um it was he had some domestic abuse issues correct yeah, well, so uh, apparently he's claimed, and this is this has gone on record um, or whatever, but he was protecting his kids from his wife who was uh, beating them. And in order to do that, he had to fight, you know, her off. And she filed domestic abuse charges, and he has custody, full custody of his kids you know, and she is actually in like some, she was in some kind of treatment program or something. I don't know. I don't know the full, full story about what's going on now too, you know, but uh, that was like, that was back in there. Uh, I think uh, like late nineties that happened, you know, suffice it to say, I, I think public. Yeah. Court. I think I did hear something about that. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. But not, not the full, not the full thing. So. Yeah, and as I, I, I'm guessing, he he got arrested uh, because he hit her, even though he was defending his kids. Mm-hmm. That's of I course. mean that's that's his story, which I don't know the her story, and I don't you know like there might be some truth to a lot of stuff or whatever, and some you know not truth. So I don't know. Um, I, I can't speak for that, but I can say that a lot of that was you know like if you mention his name to a lot of people, unfortunately that past kind of bring gets brought up and I feel like that, that has hindered his chances for working in the film industry much. And that kind of sucks because especially if he was protecting his kids, that's understandable. After it happened, it pretty much like his entire career just pretty much derailed and you didn't see him anymore. So 
people stopped hiring him. Except he was in Dickie Roberts' former child star, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, they did bring him back for that, which were, I think... There were many people far more burnt out than Sasha Mitchell in that movie, so... That's true. That, that was sort of the... Uh, the whole idea of the former child star thing. So I don't know, whatever. Anywho. Um, yeah. So I was, and I was a huge fan of like step-by-step Step growing up uh, was my, one of my favorite shows. So Sasha Mitchell had like a, a you know, a deep part of my heart. Um, so I, I adored this movie um, when I saw it. Uh, originally. I still do. I still think it's, uh, I still think it holds up weirdly enough. Um, but I'm going to give a little bit of backstory before we go into like our actual like thoughts of it now. Cause I know uh, John's excited to, to tell his uh, new version of it, of his thoughts on it. Um, but it was, uh, it was not a, um, what it, it, it was not a class of 1999 as, as Dustin pointed out, it, it's not the same storyline or whatever. It's, it's not, you know, spoiler alert, it's, as we said, there's uh, no robot. You know, he's just uh, a man who, I guess he had PTSD, was my idea. You know? Yeah, he, he, he went, like, overseas, and they just kind of went nuts. Are you guys but hearing he, that he, feedback? Or am I the only one hearing it? No, I, I can hear it, but it's not bad. Yeah. Talking, but I'm not talking. Like it's, I'm hearing. Uh, is somebody uh, playing their uh, uh, Zoom? Okay. I don't. Know. All right. Anyway, um, sorry about that. Uh, what were you saying, John? Well, I was saying that that isn't he the son of the scientist that created the androids in class of 1999 yes so there there is a so there is a connection there's a connection and there's and there's flashbacks and we have that in and we have that investigator who tells us a lot of stuff that happened in the first film mr mr exposition like the guy who just gives the entire point of the movie existing you know he, he was sort of like the uh the narrator you know, except you get to see him the whole time, you know? Yeah, I, love, I love when I get to hang on Rick Hill to guide me through getting all the information that I need, because I've never been a Rick Hill fan, so... I, what else has he Rick done? Hill, isn't he Deathstalker? Rick is, Hill? Is it that, is it yeah, that Rick Hill? Deathstalker, yeah. He was Deathstalker in the original Deathstalker, and then he came back Are, many years later to Deathstalker 4. Yeah, he yeah. did one and four. So I'm going to say I love uh, uh, Rick Hill, so, uh, or <laughs> Rich Hill. Because I love Deathstalker, so I, I love all those movies. So there you go. I love uh, two. And I love, I love Maria Ford in four. <laughs> like, well, um, so yeah, so it's interesting that, um, uh, what, what's his name? Um, uh, Rick Hill has to basically do the narration of the whole movie to give the idea of what's going on uh but throughout it you're supposed to be wondering like you know he's it sounds like he's going after a robot you know but Mm -hmm. at one point 
uh, Sasha Mitchell eats. You know, he says he burns more fuel or whatever, but yeah, he he eats numerous times, which is like a dead giveaway that he's not a robot. And he's there's moments too where he's like sweating and he's like perspiring really badly. And I'm Mm. like, they're all signs of not being robotic. (laughs) He well, remember, you know, at one point, Bishop from Aliens ate. That's true. And they did call him an android, right? Or something. Like they didn't call him like like I think the difference between like androids and cyborgs, you know, or whatever. Like a human who's been modified with robotics. Right. Android is a fully synthetic human, I guess. Yeah. So I guess he was an is supposed to be an android, right? He thought he was. Well, we all thought he was, and he he thought he was. Well, they're, um, they're kind of telling you right from the beginning. I mean, they, they give it right away, and which I thought was funny is they kept showing that suit that wouldn't fit the mannequin. <laughs> so they're, they're telling you right there exactly what he is. I mean, it, it, it's they're not hiding it. No, they're not. Um, but all somebody had to do was shoot him in the head, and that would have been that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I kept saying. Like... Um, uh, throughout the movie, I kept going because I kept just shooting him in the chest or whatever. And I'm like, obviously, he's wearing something bulletproof, you know, like or whatever. Even if you think he's a uh, a robot, you know, shoot him in the head. And if it doesn't work, you just figured out he's a robot. You know what I mean? But if you just keep shooting him in the chest, you know, in the same exact spot, you know, and it doesn't work the first time. Maybe he's got something there covering him, you know? Like, I, I don't get any of that. Um, but nobody except for maybe the uh, that investigator guy knew that he was human. I mean, everybody thought that he, everybody thought he was human. And then when they saw him get shot, then they thought something differently. But you don't know if they actually thought he was a robot or an android or magic or something like that. They, you know, it's never brought up. Yeah, definitely. Or if he was magic, <laughs> it would be more fun. Be magic. I think, you know, <laughs> it would definitely be fun if uh, he just was magical, you know, just could disappear, reappear, whatever. But then it wouldn't be a class of 1999 movie at all. It'd be like an evil genie movie or something. Um, well, and the suit that he's wearing, that, that body piece, is, is, is definitely flame retardant. I mean, once again, I don't know why the flames aren't affecting his head. But uh, uh, it, he stands literally in front of every single explosion. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a single shot of him standing in front of a car or a building or whatever it is, just like your picture. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like I get it once because that's like the tough guy thing that everybody did back in the 90s. But they do it like three times in this movie. My and the funny thing is, is that he's moving away from the event in the previous shot every friggin' time, and then it cuts to him just like standing there and shit blows up. Yeah. My my thought was that maybe like they were trying three different ideas for like the trailer, you know, and they're like, just keep them all in there, you know, because like they're all like trailer type shots, you know, uh, because at the end of each one, he has like a, a, a line like uh, 
now class is dismissed, gentlemen, or school's out, you know, when this like big explosion happens. And I'm just like, okay, you know, <laughs> like it, it's, it's all seems the same, you know, like it seems what like. What would be a substitute for? Well, um, at first he, I think, okay. So, well, I guess let's go into the story though. I will mention that the director of this movie, Spiro Rosatos, the movie he did right before this was Fast Getaway starring uh, Corey Haim and uh, uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, I so want to see that. That just sounds- Spiro is a very accomplished- (laughs) film film guy and fast getaway is a great film so oh didn't they also make a fast getaway too mm-hmm. uh, i want to see those i'm I, yeah. like that just sounds like fun they um, were big, they were also big staples on like cinema <laughs> back in the 90s days to play those all the time i think i saw them on i, I think i saw it there but i just don't remember um much about it but anyway um uh what is it uh the writer of it uh, Mark Sevy, uh, I'm saying if I'm saying pronouncing his name wrong, um, sorry, but um, uh, he also wrote uh, lots of sequels. He wrote uh, Dead On, Relentless Two, Fast Getaway Two, so uh, Relentless Four, Skinner Cop Two, Dream a Little Dream Two. He works with Corey Haim a lot, huh? Dream a little dream too. Excessive force too. Uh, what was that, Dustin? Yeah, I, I I remember him being a writer of movies for. I remember in the nineties about him being like the go-to sequel screenwriter guy. <laughs> you said it was like uh, what Ghoulies two or Ghoulies four? You know, Ghoulies four. Yeah, the crappy. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, the one people don't really talk about much. I think the one, the one where they use little people in rubber masks instead of actual puppets. Yeah, because <laughs> Ghoulies oh, Four is not a Ghoulies movie. I don't know why people keep thinking it is. It's not a Ghoulies it, movie. It, it's kind of honestly, comparably, this this doesn't really feel like a class of nineteen ninety nine film to me either because it's not like it's not got a robot. <laughs> well, it, I, I, I I don't mind the difference. I, I don't mind them mixing it up because I, I, I got to tell you, I, I went from hating this movie to to liking it. And, and maybe because I could see it being a little more topical these days, mostly the first one, you know, for just, well, I keep, it's not really the first one. It's the second one. And this is the third, even though it's called part two. But yeah. uh, with class of 1999, I, I could see and I was thinking about this while watching it, is with the way that our government is, like the GOP and with Roe versus Way and these school shootings and, and all this type of stuff. And everybody's talking about civil war and, and how they want to arm teachers. And, and, and I was thinking like, wow, this is really kind of topical. You know, what, what if they did decide to bring in androids into schools and one second they're teaching history and if there's gunfire in a hallway they just go into army mode that's actually and, not a bad idea for a movie you know like well I, I i was thinking that yeah like class of 1925 class of 2025 or class yeah. of, of 2030 but it would be avatars 
And so the teachers would be at home and then the avatars would come in to teach. And, and you know, they were teaching English or history. And then if there's a gunshot, they switch modes and, you know, and they kind of become, you know, very military, you know, military-like. But I was thinking that I think these are, are, and that includes class of 1999, that they're kind of topical for today for what the GOP almost wants schools to be. I mean, if they could get an android or a cyborg in there that has a machine gun for an arm, you know, they would do it. Right. No, they would. They would do it because it would definitely stop, you know, um, violence in the schools, school shootings and well, other stuff. until the android shot a student, you know, that, that that would have to be in the film, you know, too, is the android, you know, accidentally or kind of on purpose, I guess, shooting a, a loudmouth student or something. If you did but, this you like know. the independent way, it would be that that the that the android turns on everybody and just, you know, after shooting the one student starts like killing all the rest of the students. And then it becomes more like, you know, should we, should we have these here? Because this is, this is even more dangerous, you know, than uh, having them to try to protect, you know? Well, and that was the same thing with Robocop. You you know, we, we got to go with the Ed 209. So, you know, and, and, and that screwed up really bad. You know, Robocop was still the better way to go. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, to, to go into this, uh, uh, let's let's go into the story um, because we were talking about that a little bit before. Um, so basically in the beginning of the movie, uh, there's a substitute teacher who comes in and says, you know, I... And, and I didn't really totally get this necessarily if... Uh, because he didn't like take over the guy's persona or something, right? But he uh, called himself John Boland, right? And I'm wondering if that was the original substitute guy's name, you know? Because later the principal is yelling at him, Boland, blah, 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 right? And then he kills the principal, you know? But like, you can't do this and all this other stuff. This is, the, this is not the way it works. And I was like wondering why did the uh, principal, you know, uh, allow this random substitute? Like, who is this guy? Like, you know, he murders another substitute teacher, you know. Well, I, I don't know if he murders him, but he, like, grabs him and I think he kills him in the closet, you know. Right. And then he killed him. <laughs> what? I assumed he killed him. I assumed he killed him, and I assumed he took his identity, right? As the new substitute. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, more or less, yeah. But then he doesn't go. We don't ever see him in an actual class at this time. We just see him walking around the school and he uh uh he sees like a bunch of punks. And those are like some of my favorite characters in the movie. <laughs> um they were assholes, but they were kind of fun. I don't know. They were very canon pictures uh, uh, or canon films, punk. Yeah, they're like out of straight out of the eighties. It almost felt like not nineties. And those punks were actually kind of nice. They gave them like three warnings, you know, when when you know before they got tired of it and then they tried to kill him. But it was like, dude, just go, just just leave. What are you doing? You know, yeah, sure, they're 
graffitiing the school, but you know, it's like, I don't know. They give him three chances to get out of there. Yeah. He kept telling him to go to class and they're just like, fuck you. We don't want to go to class. And you know, so he, well, yeah. Cause they were 40. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they, they kept failing. Who knows? You know, they just don't go to class. You know? All the teenagers in this were like 30 to 40 years old. <laughs> they were older than some of the teachers. Especially like the, the main bad guy in it or whatever. The, uh, that guy, he looked very much like I, I. I thought of him as the guy from Warriors. You know, uh, the uh, Warriors come out to play guy. Um, I think it was the David Patrick Kelly or something. Yeah. Yeah. Now he looked like him, uh, and the beginning, you know, like especially, but then later, I was like, did they like? I almost felt like they changed actors because that guy, like his look, completely changed later. You know, he didn't. Uh, he looks sloppy at one point, and then he's all of a sudden oh, all cleaned up. Yeah, they, they kept him in the hoodie throughout the whole thing, and, and, and he was kind of like hunched over, and then at the very end when they were at the uh, the paintball, you know, thing. You could actually see sudden, his full, like, yeah, full Yeah, look. and it's just like, oh, is this the guy's dad? Because he, he's clearly like 26 <laughs> or 30 years old. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we're, uh, we kind of got ahead of ourselves, of course, but... Um, so he beats up these, you know, guys. He ends up killing them. He, that big explosion right there on the picture. Yeah. And so he tosses the grenade in and they're all just like, ah, and they like scramble around in the car, but no one bothers to just try and climb out the clearly open windows. Yeah. Very open windows. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Well, I think they were thinking that they could get the, you know, get it or something. Really, it was for a movie, right? But like, right. I, I think in your car, it's gonna blow up. You just jump out the damn. It's like you ain't got time to try and figure out how to get the door open. Like, and it's not like he stuck stuck around to like make sure they stayed in there either. Like he he was clearly walking away despite the the weird cutaway of him just standing there solemnly waiting for it to like blow up behind his back. Yeah, definitely. So. uh after that, you know, because I don't even what did they use to like what did he use to like hook them? You know, he had like a, it was a chain. So two chains used, or something, or like a, one. A, I guess it was a, a long chain with two hooks on it. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, he ended up murdering those guys, he ended up murdering the principal, and then moving on to another school, you know. And I'm like, I'm I'm wondering really what is the purpose of what he wants to accomplish. Like, what does he, does he want to, um, I think there's something about order and everything, you know, like keeping everything in order. I took it like he was like the stepfather, but with school. You know, <laughs> the stepfather wanted the, the perfect family, the perfect wife, the perfect daughter. And then if he didn't get it, he would kill them and move on to the next family. That he wanted like the perfect school, the perfect students. And, okay. and then when he didn't get it, he blew them up and then just went to a different school. Yep. Um, so he went to a different school, went to the next school. Um, and then he ended up, I don't know how he gets like, a, how he gets in these schools. Like, I don't yeah. know. It never shows him like really communicating to any like business level with like higher ups at the school. Except <laughs> like for the principal, which he murdered. 
and that one you know it's just um, like he's just like this random dude who wanders in and just randomly takes over a class it feels very strange well that, that's why i was saying like what is he teaching like what is his is he an english teacher is he a, 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 a history teacher because he you know if he's all like military what okay mm. what is he smart about he went, he was, what, he walked in, it was an accounting class. Yeah, wasn't it, was it? A, it was an accounting class that he walks into when she, when she gets on the speaker and tells them to sit down. It's, it's an accounting so, class. Was that chick, was that, that was the, that was the main girl, right? That tells them to sit down and yeah. everything. What is her yeah. job? I thought she was a teacher. I didn't understand yeah. why she was introducing him to the class but from like a separate room. I, d- I didn't really understand it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I, well, well, the separate room is it has fences, so the students can't get to him. Right, but what was? Why does she introduce them? Him. She shouldn't. As a teacher, she shouldn't. That should be like the principal or the vice principal or. Right, you know, should should be you know introducing them, not not another teacher. I would think. I thought she would be in another class. That's what confused the hell out of me when I watched it. I go, wait, why is she here in his class? She shows up, up and it's like five till the hour, like for class getting ready to start outside when she's talking to her boyfriend. And I'm thinking, like, should really get in because your class is going to start without you. And then she doesn't really go to like her own class. Or she doesn't have her own class, you know? It seems maybe that's awkward. Maybe, maybe that's maybe her free period or something. Her free know. period is the first class of the day. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, talk about it. Like, that, that's a dream job right there. It's because they, they all love her because, like, everyone seems so overly fascinated with this teacher. So. Well, they they hate her though the class because uh, what we find out later is that she um, was uh, apparently was the only one who sort of noticed that that well only one who noticed which just means that nobody else would come clean and say anything because they're too afraid of this guy uh, but they tell him you know basically uh, or you know he um, he agreed uh, he murdered a, a kid in class. So he like kills him with a gun in his backpack, apparently. And I was like thinking, yeah, with, with an Uzi in his backpack, something That's like that. The whole setup of that that plot point just feels very like random and unnecessary well, to me. It just feels like extra. All the stuff with with the teacher and the boyfriend was so boring. It's that I'm just so like, can we un- please, so can we please go back to the wannabe android? I want yeah, to nobody, nobody wants to watch like Cassavetes and her trying to have like some really uncharismatic like romance subplot and her being like railroaded by him and the principal to like not testify. <laughs> nobody cares. I didn't even see what happened. I don't care whether she testifies or not. Like yeah, I don't no, think I don't think yeah, she we, ever. We all well, get no, because well, he she doesn't end up testifying. She he got murdered, I think, at the end. Right, he got killed. The guy got killed. So, you know, I think uh, somebody shot him in the back. So I'm pretty sure yeah. he's dead. You know, yeah, she never, and she never. Well, well, she, well I, I think that she wasn't going to go do it anyways. Late, later on. Yeah, so I think that was you know she was kind of done. It was just like fuck it, you know. 
she was going to quit uh, teaching because it was it was going to get her killed. You know, she was going to pass up her civic duty to send him to prison. So that was that. So yeah, I was always wondering why he got why he turned on her. You know, like there's one point though I was laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard because there's one point he was like, I want to, I, you know, I want to murder you, but for some reason I can't. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I don't get it. I feel like like, like, he's starting to feel them like rumblings and he's like, hmm, female. Cause she's like trying to like hug on him and stuff at that one point when he's reaching for his knife and he's like, I got to kill her. I got to kill her. But then he keeps hesitating. And I'm like, there's, there's one point where he looks down at his crotch and then he kind of looks up and I'm like, did you just notice you're human because you had a boner? I, I think that we should say who we're referring to because I'm confused because we keep saying he. Uh, and I don't know who we're talking about. We're talking about, about John Bolin. We're talking about the uh, the android. The substitute. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We're like we're confusing you. We're probably confusing the audience. Um, who well, yeah, hopefully... he, he, he did look down at one point and, and like to see if he had a boner, which I thought was, I almost thought that was kind of ad libbed, maybe, but because uh, I can't imagine that's in the script, you know. And George yeah. looks down to see if he has a boner. It's <laughs> <laughs> like she like hugs him or something or, or something like that, and then she's just like, you know. And I was like, oh crap, that's that's him noticing like. He might actually be human because I'm pretty sure androids don't get boners. Now that's a good um, that's a good uh, sci-fi uh, title. Androids don't get boners. There you go. Would <laughs> right up there with uh, the next Blade Runner movie. Exactly. You were, you're reading my mind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Well, see I, I don't. I, I don't think that the bad guy, because I think that's who you were referring to a couple times. I don't think that he wanted to kill her because then he would get blamed for it. So he was more of threatening and like, you know, rape or things like that, that she, he, you know, she wouldn't die from it, but it would be bad enough to where she wouldn't testify. Except at the end where he actually literally tried to do a drive-by shooting at her. So he, there well, were we times. Have our points. Yeah. There were <laughs> times where she would, he was like, I mean, cause the beginning, uh, he like th- threatens her with like a dead cat, you know, and stuff, which that I thought sucks. I know. I actually thought of you when that when I saw it because I know <laughs> you're you love your cat so much. I was like, oh, John is not gonna enjoy this part. Make it a rabbit. I mean, I don't want it to be any animal, but you know, don't make it a cat. What the cat do? Or a dog. Well, apparently that cat scratched him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah he even says right. that. He was like, That cat scratched me once, so I murdered it. I'm like, you're a serial killer waiting to happen, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I like this film, but the more I think about it and type of thing, I, I don't know. I don't really want to put a lot of thought behind it because I was in I liked all the stuff with Sasha in it. I liked all the wannabe android stuff. Right. You know, him 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 hitting the guy off the bike, him setting the guy on fire. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, all that stuff. I really enjoyed all that, you know, and I liked the, I liked the setting. I liked the, the set I thought looked class of 1999, you know, that, that they, the teachers were behind fences or glass. There was graffiti and garbage everywhere. I liked all that. My, my biggest thing was, God, I don't care about this relationship between 
I don't know, the gun museum guy and the teacher. I mean, even the police, even the sheriff, you, you could equate that today, you know, with those kids that were murdered, you know, with the teachers, how the cops didn't do anything. And here's all these people being killed and the sheriff isn't doing a thing about it. Uh, I mean, that's, what, that's probably why I like this more. I, I thought it was more topical, like I said. Yeah, I mean, at one point, uh, was the girl, uh, the main girl, is running uh, through, like, you know, jogging, you know, doing her normal jog, I guess. And we kind of see the android, Bolin, doing push-ups and he's around or whatever. And then the uh, Ice, I guess was his name, was the um, uh, the one that basically tried to rape her, you know, or whatever. And uh, the main guy, the main bad guy, uh, basically comes in and chats with her about it. Like, basically, don't don't you dare testify, blah, 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 or, you know. Isn't this the point where it's like, it says it's literally 6 a.m. and she's out for her job. And, like, the whole posse of thugs are, like, already up and all their, like... <laughs> and all their gear. <laughs> yeah, they're and they're, like, waiting for her. They am waiting in the forest to, like, ambush her. Like, it's just so stupid like it was it was such a strange so many, scene there's so many stupid things that just make no sense in this movie i i would i would like to see what what happened like the night before so like the the lead guy the lead bad guy is like okay everybody remember set your alarms for four <laughs> she jogs at six we gotta yeah. get on all of our punk gang stuff you know including the dyed hair and the piercings and the rings and the clothes and we got to get all that stuff on so we can then go chase a jogger through the woods to try to rape her with our 10 layers of clothing on <laughs> so it's like yeah yeah that didn't so, make a lot of sense so baffling <laughs> like it, it was weird but i don't know it like it's funny because like when i was watching it i did not think of that at all like i didn't think anything of that i just I didn't even know it was six o'clock. I didn't notice it. So I was just like, oh, she's jogging sometime in the morning. They tell you. Like, it's like uh, he tries to break down the, the, the serious flow of events from like day to day. I mean, why do they tell you it's six? Why do they even have to tell you that? You know, it could be any time. And now, now, like, that kind of ruins that, you know? Like, you know, like if it were nine o'clock, it would be more realistic. You know, of them being up and but then and, she'd have a class to not be in. Oh, that's right. She, it was before <laughs> she went to school. Saturday or Sunday. It's true. No, that was like it was like Thursday or something when that happened. Right, because she well, he he she said to the guy or to the android. Got to keep saying that so John knows who I'm talking about. She says <laughs> to the android that um you know to bring me to class. And he even says, like, do you want to, you should just stay at home right now or something, you know? Because she's like, I can't go. And he's like, no, you can't, you have to go otherwise, you know, you can't let them know they're, they're winning. Yeah. Okay. So it's the exact opposite. So he wanted her to go. That's right. Yeah. So he wanted her to go and she originally didn't want to, she wanted to go home and just rest <coughs> up from being almost raped, you know, uh, which you know, I was like, damn it, he didn't kill the guy. 
you know, but yeah, I was why like, not? All the gay guys were right there. Why not just take them all out? It's it's funny because the, all the stuff with Sasha, I like because it feels like a weird sort of like it feels like more of a slasher movie than the first movie did. I was thinking I that, that too. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. You're just waiting for him to like bump up his body count, like you know, and and it has those weird cutaways with like totally throwaway, useless characters who serve no purpose other than. <laughs> just be killed Some and he on a bicycle. <laughs> yeah but then it just keeps like going back to this like who was that kid we never find this information out the guy that he just no yeah, he, on a bicycle. Says, the, the teacher says do you know him was he from the previous school yeah he was some kid from the previous school but i don't get what he knew i feel like there's just so much stuff that happened that we we aren't seeing in the movie and I'll totally blame Mark Sevy because I've never really liked a lot of the movies he's written. I think they usually all suck. So I feel like there's just a lot of things that don't really connect in this movie. Like the weird setup of there already being some altercation that that teacher, like mm. I'm, I'm, a visual, like I'm a visual person. Like I have to be shown things. I don't like being, you know, told, ah, this happened. You know, I like, I want to see it. Like, film is a visual right. medium. I don't want to just be told information. I don't want to just watch Rick Hill sit in a fucking car and talk to his little handheld mic and, like, show me better footage from a better film. <laughs> like, remind <laughs> watching part one instead. <laughs> like, I want to see, see things happen. I, so when, like, I, I totally I agree. This, this random teacher everyone's like obsessed with, she witnessed this guy shoot this guy, but it was an accident. I'm like, well, I didn't see that. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I, I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, right. I want the substitute, like, kill people. I don't care about well, her drama and her, like, silly boyfriend subplot and all that stuff. It well, which really didn't matter in the end, just, you know? No, it doesn't. I mean, it's he got some weapons, you know, that Sasha got some weapons. That was really about it. I, I wonder if the script is like the the writer of it, you know, just put all in it, you know, big explosions, cars going off bridges, you know, you know, 20 people dying and we only got two. And, and what we're watching is them just stripping it. Yeah, you know, it's the, you know, the very pared down version because they got to Yeah, so it's like, well, the kid on the bike gets murdered. <laughs> we'll just do a throwaway line of, you know, where somebody will say, oh, is that a student at another school? But we won't see the school. We won't yeah. see the interaction between the two. Here's, we'll just... Here's the problem. Movies need to be a certain length, right? You know, generally speaking, in the 90s, it had to be an hour and a half long. And this one is right on the dot 90 minutes. <laughs> exactly. So that was the problem. The problem. They probably had a uh, hour and 50 minute script, you know, that they had to condense down to an hour and a half, meaning we got a lot of talk and probably they might have even shot some of the stuff. You know, they might have shot the the school shooting, you know, the 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 backpack scene. They might have shot that kid at another school. You know, maybe he witnessed. We have have to wait for that Vestron Blu-ray to probably eventually drop from Lionsgate to see. I hope they have like a director's cut or deleted scenes or something. It'd be great if we like, because you know what? Maybe, and this is just me speculating, so I don't know. 
for real, but maybe that kid saw the actual like blowing up of the car and stuff, and then he escaped. And you know, and yeah. and Sasha saw him, but he, you know, what I mean, things like that could make total. Yeah. But he did call it by name, so maybe known by name. I don't know. There's so much stuff that you know is in it that just doesn't make any sense. There's so much that just doesn't connect that it's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, you just sit and watch and wait for Sasha Mitchell to kill someone else. So yeah, I I really don't care about the the love a- angle, the you know that stuff. Oh my god. It drove me crazy. And then there's one point that this guy has been helping her out. Like he was there when she got shot at, you know, like uh, the substitute. He was there like protecting her and like threw her inside the house and everything. And then through the window, through the window. (laughs) And then the boyfriend goes and says, Oh, this guy might be in on it. And like, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Well, because see, we don't get we don't get the jealousy thing. We don't get that that triangle, you know, where you know the 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 they already have the relationship, and and then the android wants her. You know, oh, he it, wants it, her it, so it, much he peeps in on them having sex. It, was, it's almost like like strange, you know, uh, um, strange behavior. Uh. You know, where where he's programmed, and then when he gets all horny. You know, he kind of goes a little ballistic. Oh, you mean disturbing so, behavior? Disturbing behavior. I'm sorry. Yeah, disturbing behavior. And yeah. um, and uh, uh, God, this could almost be a sequel to that with with him kind of being brainwashed and you know maybe maybe this is the sequel. Maybe what's his face? Nick Stahl grew up to be <laughs> this well, he, guy. He was a, he was a substitute at the end of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. he was. That that's you know. Your student teacher or whatever, but yeah, he's a substitute. Better, it might work as a better sequel to that than Class of 1999. <laughs> it just a little such a, such a to the original film to me. Like the original film is so good and it's so like over the top and like everything is to the nth degree and uh, everything feels very cheap. <laughs> in this movie Keep is the, the perfect word for it like the first movie has almost a post-apocalyptic feel the way everything like the vibe of what's going on this one it's just like yeah this is just some dump school like with a bunch of like inner city punks like it's like you know like i mean minds or something <laughs> like it's not like it doesn't feel like the kind of school that would need like like androids to patrol the hallways yeah, yeah definitely. It, it, it's not it's it's not that bad, which is why we questioned why he goes from school to school. Because yeah. you know, how, how would he know that this school is bad? Now the you know, the the students don't look great, but I mean, I don't know. And plus well, they were all I would have thought were they in prison or something? Is they're all in those orange jumpsuits? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Like, why did why did Rick Hill even how did he even know or think that there was still one unit that was like out there in the world somewhere that he felt it was okay. important to like try and track down? Okay, that that all of that just annoyed the shit out of me because of the ending, you know. So at the end, he goes and tells the tells John he's not a you yeah. know he's not a cyborg. The whole time he's talking to himself. He's talking about him being a cyborg. So 
he's misleading the audience on purpose. Right. However, at the end of the thing, he's like, John, you're you're not actually an android. And I'm like, you've been you've been saying he's he's an android the whole fucking time. This is just this is just stupid. This is well this to, is, to fight and track an android, you have to think like an android, even if it's not an android and you're not. Was that line in the movie, or did you just make that up? I just made that up. Okay, oh. right. I was just—I was <laughs> like, wait, did I miss something? I don't remember that line. Yeah, because and, because you would think that 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 you know, Deathstalker would go to the you know would go to the sheriff and say, okay, dude, this guy thinks he's he's an android. I know that sounds crazy, but he's human. He has some suit on. Just shoot him in the head. Yeah, and, and the movie would have been maybe like an hour. And it, that might sound like a crazy thing to do, but it's really not because if this is a sequel, like people would be aware of what happened at the previous school where John right. dad placed three murderous cyborgs that like like waged war against the entire fucking school. Like people would be aware of that, so it wouldn't be. It's not like it would be a unrealistic claim to be like, "Yo, dude, this guy's." crazy he either is a robot or he thinks he's a robot but either way he's a murderer <laughs> like it's not well, it's not unrealistic but i don't know rick hill just wants to like be the lone guy so was the school that he was first at was that supposed to be the school of cl- the first class of 1999 i don't think so so he so after that school he went to another school and now he's at another school or was yeah, he never but, at any other like the first school? Like <laughs> it's so confusing. I don't, yeah, I don't think I don't think John Bowen was ever at the first the the school from nineteen ninety nine one personally. Yeah, I don't. No, I, yeah, I I think that what what he I think he tells us that there were the three original, but who knew that the scientists had a fourth and the fourth escaped? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. That's, like this movie is so fucking confused. <laughs> you know what's confusing? You know what's confusing the fact that it's called Class of 1999 to the substitute, and it's not 1999 anymore. This it's literally two years after 1999, so it's literally 2001 when this is happening. So it's not 1999. Oh, you're it's right. Not- like the title doesn't even make any sense like they tried to go with like title recognition for like the like the brand to to sell it that way like class of 1999 was just like the first one we can't change the title like the first one was class of 1984 second one was class of 1999 then this one should have been class of 2021 or not uh, 2001 you know the name of the script originally or it was the original title but they they decided to go and call it 99 part two and this is like one of those imposter sequels to me too because 84 and 99 are very clearly mark lester's films (laughs) and well and they were made before that time you know like 84 came out in like 82 something yeah. you know well, yeah. well it was made because they, they came out like 84 came out in 84 but it was made in like 82 and then like 99 was made like 
what was it like 97 98 but came out in 99 that type of thing no no actually uh i think this was made no uh, class of 1999 part two was made in 94 i believe if i'm correct so this was like six years before or whatever six seven years before it was actually the date that it's supposed to take place in so, here's a funny so. thing if you want to make your film feel futuristic and you want to use dates and shit like go really far into the future because otherwise your movie will immediately become outdated exactly <laughs> like, like dracula 3000 exactly yeah, that, well, you're right but not like dracula <laughs> 2000 yeah look how outdated that movie is like gerard butler is like so 2000 in that movie <laughs> Uh, oh, well it was shot in 2000 so it sort I of mean, worked i guess yeah. you know but uh you know if they did like dracula 2022 and <laughs> you know or, or whatever but they did it like in 2016 you'd be like hmm you know because like blade runner look at blade runner they thought that we would have computers that look like the fucking apple two c's that oh, yeah. <laughs> existed back then and no, that's not what flying cars flying. You know, uh, we're we're. I, I keep hearing we're close. I'm you know I'm waiting for uh, uh, easy way to dodge somebody. Get like that is just add an extra hundred, hundred or two hundred years onto your your date. Dracula <laughs> three thousand like, is perfect yeah, because yeah. or a thousand years. So right. Because it's going to be like, nobody will ever know if that is actually what happens in the year 3000. Like, yeah, none of us. It makes the movies look especially stupid and, like, feel especially dopey feeling. <laughs> well, that's why that's why you got to jump ahead. That's what I was saying is, is like, it, I, I probably was saying it wrong, but, like, my friends who graduated in 1984, they didn't see it in 84, Right. They they went to see it because they were the class of 1984. Ah, okay. See, and that's the same thing with the class of 1999 is people who were class of 1999 would go see it before it was 1999. Because they're like, yeah. oh, we're the class of 1999. Uh, but you, uh, Ken R. Wait did that, you know, like I think it was the class of 1998 and or something like that and like you know the class of 1998 we're probably excited to see what their you know what their future would look like you know back then That's or mean, whatever even though this is 2001 i guess timeline wise but we're calling it 1999 part two it's okay because it's clearly about like maybe a a large fraction of the budget of Mark Lester's last film, so it actually still feels like it could have been 1999. So we've talked about this on numerous podcasts, but um, you know, uh, the movie Savage Beach, right? Made in uh, was it 89, 90 something? You know, had big explosions and and stuff like that. And movies like that, too, and you've told me this, Dustin, before you even think this way, like movies like that just don't get made anymore, you know, for like low budget, you know, um, this movie was a low budget film and by Hollywood standards, you yeah. know, I mean, it, uh, still had, it still had like huge pyrotechnics and explosions and, you know, yeah, still big, 
anything I've made. So <laughs> right, but and it wasn't made for like twenty thousand dollars or something. Yeah. It was made for like you know Absolutely. hundreds yeah. and hundreds of thousand. Sure, was a um, But that was a time period where you know you could make a, a five hundred thousand dollar to a million dollar movie or more or a little bit more get that distributed and put out and everything and make your money back and and whatnot in the box office you know um through video we it's just not possible today you couldn't make class of 1999 part three oh yeah and i mean know. like even, even a movie like this you know when it came out on vhs from trimark home video or whoever i mean it's got the trimark logo at the front correct yes it, so trimark slash if it was still like maybe there was a period where trimark was coming out on vidmark home video so trimark or vidmark whatever i mean that's the vhs era movies were being sold for like sell through didn't exist you couldn't just go buy videos brand new so i mean they were making a hundred bucks a fucking tape so it you could you could get away with making really expensive B movies and still make like bank because the tapes were like fucking gold bars to fucking mm. buy. So well, and, and you could see how they how they did stuff in this, like with with the car in the picture. They just got a car that didn't run and just towed it. You yeah. know, they towed it to the place, and 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 then. You know, obviously, there's nobody in the car. They put a couple maybe dummies or mannequins in there and blew yeah. it up. So the car is not moving. It's not going down the highway and then blowing up. It's sitting in one spot where yeah. the where the guy gets burnt up by like that. I think it's like a big barbecuer. Um, you can clearly see that, it, that it's him moving around. And then when he catches on fire, it's a dummy that doesn't move. Yeah. And then that cuts to a guy in, in, a, in like a fire suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you could kind of see through this movie how their stuff was done. So if you almost wanted to make your own kind of, you know, 90s movie, you know, oh yeah, but, but let's just go get a car and we'll tow it to an empty, you know, lot and, and we'll blow it up. It's a, you know, there's going to be no gas in it. The engine's probably gone. You, you know, oh, you okay, would have well, to... You know, you'd also have to ask everybody's permission for things. You'd have to get permits. You'd have to get all these things, which nowadays I think would be like more expensive, you know, and pay, and pay the fire marshal to come out and be on your set for when you blow shit up. Exactly. Too. This movie, if you were to make this movie today, like the way that it was made, would probably cost more money, you know, than uh, you'd probably want a bigger name than Sasha was back then. <laughs> you know, to play that, you know, they probably, they would get Scott Atkins, you know, would be my, my guess, you know, that would, somebody. That would, be a, that would be a dope remake. I would watch the substitute remade with Scott Atkins as John Bowen. So. Right. So, and then you wouldn't, you would, uh, if you remade this movie, you would drop the whole, he's not a, uh, you know, not a cyborg. You'd probably make him a cyborg, uh, but maybe give you the twist of the idea of, is he a cyborg? Is he not a cyborg? Kind of thing. But it's, you would still make him one. It's one of those things where it's like it makes me remember things like Friday Five, you know, <laughs> where it's like you're watching it and you're like, man, you know, right, look, at right, right. look at him go. He's killing like more people in this movie than he ever has before. And then it gets to the end and it's like, oh, damn, it's Roy the ambulance guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 
it was just some angry dad who was mad because his like chocolate loving like dope like orphan kid like who he clearly had no connection to whatsoever uh got chopped up so but it's like that kid deserved it he he, he had it coming <laughs> he did, he did. and then i've I, yeah and i've heard the real guy was a you know yep. he deserved yes, well, let, let's give the psychopath an axe yeah that, that's that's smart yeah <laughs> It's so it's part like, of his his therapy to go chop wood. I I'll say that I think maybe obviously Friday the Thirteenth is a higher tier franchise than the class franchise. So when Part Five of that came out, obviously fans had a certain expectation, and then when it got to the end, and they're like, "Oh fuck, it's Roy." They I, they probably didn't even know who Roy was because when I saw it the first time as a kid at maybe like. 12 renting it from the video store because part six was checked out uh i was pissed because the mask came off and i'm like who's that i don't even uh, i didn't even know who it was. like I, I was confused for the but, longest well, time i was too fans were that's, well they do tell you they tell you yeah, at they, the end they look at they, they look at his wallet i think i was so <laughs> that i was just like this is stupid but it's like like fans were pissed about that. That's why part six had to be the big grand return of Jason. I don't, I don't think there were probably. I like part five. Yeah. I would see it's, it's aged well, but the thing is. I, I liked it when it originally came out. I, I thought that it was, it was a good departure. It's you know, a better I didn't want it to always be that way. It's a better Friday the 13th movies than some of the ones with real Jason. And hey, part eight. Dustin, are you, are you saying that class of 1999 part two is the chud two of the class of 1999 movies? I really want you to say the full title, Moody. Chud two, Bud the Chud. I'm sorry. Thank you. Bud, Bud the Chud is the only chud movie in my household. <laughs> Dude, I wish you were on that episode, man, because chud. I was defending the shit out of that movie. Chud and- one is garbage. I hate that movie. Chud two, that's a comedic masterpiece like like (laughs) that's like friday five to me is like a sub like the substitute whereas it's like i just don't think like this ip probably had enough like fans to be upset that they pulled the rug out of them like ah you watched the movie thing and you were had a robot killing people but there weren't it was just cody like murdering bad kids so Uh, i'm just like i i wonder if in the original script it was an android like when they were going to like when this started to go in production the guy's like yeah our budget can't have we want five robots but our budget will only let us have one robot and <laughs> we then, can, no, no. They, can, they can only afford three robots john and they're all stock footage <laughs> yeah well yeah apparently and, <laughs> and then like you know as they got closer to production it was like <clears throat> okay we can't even afford one robot <laughs> make it work yeah Yeah, just make stock footage make it work yeah of robots okay this movie has the stupidest final ending too in my opinion okay well at the end with her uh oh yeah oh shit i forgot about that part the tag with her with uh, she's so she she's saved the guy or whatever she's uh she murdered what's his name uh the the cyborg and uh she comes back to was it school or something like i'm trying to 
The ending, I, it's so oh, almost the, unmemorable. The, yeah, then it's almost like she's the new android, but not yeah. an android. Now yes. she's, yeah, it kind of was like, okay, so does she, am I supposed to think that she thinks she's the android now? Or am I supposed to think, oh, fuck, she was the other android the whole time, even though she totally doesn't act like an android for the whole damn movie? It's like yeah. either. Either way, you look at that twist, it's stupid. I mean, <laughs> the only other thing I could think of is, like, remember he gives her that book of poetry? You know, like, war poetry or whatever? Yeah, and she's really like, into it. Yeah, yeah. It's so there seemed like there's maybe, like, robots in love. Some, kind some of thing. good reading, apparently. And, yeah, maybe that those poems, like, brainwashed her into thinking she's a robot. I don't know. Well, well that would have been that, a cool subplot. That's yeah, because that's where they messed up. Is that it should have been kind, you know, kind of like with the the Nick Stall ending type of thing, you know, with the other movie is, is that we we see the class that's all disruptive. We then the camera follows the legs with like the pantyhose with the lines down it, looking all kind of sexy, and then the walking, walking, walking. The camera pans up. You we see the the book of poetry hit the table, and then we're like, oh shit, who's that? And then a the camera pans up, and it's her. And she has like no emotion at all, you know. And it's just like class, you know, sit down type of thing. Uh-huh. You know, maybe. And then, it, then it goes to to black. Maybe they can have that approach when they make class of twenty ninety nine or something. Well, they're gonna do twenty twenty one, you know, or whatever twenty twenty three or whatever it is. No, because you you got to do it in advance of where you are. So if we're 2022 then it's got to be like 2025 or 2030 i mean i i, I agree with uh dustin it should be tw- uh you know uh 25 50 or something Again, you know jump jump it all the way over there because like by then you could just have like schools that's too, that's too expensive that's too expensive no green screen at all you know i don't know you can you Should can do a lot Lucas? That that's that's why you only do it like five years into the future or whatever it is or three years into the future, because then everything still looks. Because remember, in in this one in part two, did you hear their cars? All the cars sounded like sand speeders. <laughs> so when they were driving, it would be. Mm, mm. Right. They actually shut down, so they tried to make the cars sound futuristic, even though they didn't look futuristic so that's why you can't go that far into the future you can you make it three years five years nothing totally has changed but some stuff has changed right okay like you can introduce a new drug you know i think the one 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 edge one thing that stood out to me is, is how they were using like desktop computers this. oh yeah that's true which which makes me think of a good example of going so far into the future that you don't support the mentality is one of my favorite full moon franchises is transers and those always took place so far hundreds of years into the future and they but they was makeup technology in the future see that it works for transers it works yeah but then it, but then when you watch the the god-awful transfer six oh, where i like transfer six uh, my you have my deepest sympathies. <laughs> when you I see like Transfer Six, then Robert Donovan is in Transfer Transfer Six. 
he's the only good thing. When you see Joe death and she's sitting at her computer at home and it's supposed to be like 25 versus 2300 or something and she's sitting at a desktop computer and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, like I said, in Blade Runner, they have like the Apple IIcs inside the uh, cars and I'm just like, why are people typing on that shitty thing in the future? It's, it's everything's, you know, we've, we've seen what the future looks like now. We're on Zoom, you know. If somebody had thought, oh, it'd be cool if we could all talk to each other like this, like all the time, you know what I mean? And thought mm-hmm. about that in the future and put that into a movie, that would be one thing. But people don't think like that, you know. I don't know. And even if this world even it will exist in the year 3000, you know, but if it does like the, the best movie to do that was idiocracy, you know, where just everything just got dumber and stuff. And, you know, like, uh, was it Fuddruckers became butt fuckers, you know, after, by the end of it, after the bomb goes off. The only thing that will be left is like cockroaches and VHS tapes of class of 1999 too. And Kesha, <laughs> Kesha will be, be around still. And, and Blockbuster gift cards. I remember at one point working at back at Blockbuster once upon a time and we got in a series of gift cards for Blockbuster and their expiration date was, I like, kid you not, 3025. <laughs> so they were, uh, overshooting. they were overshooting. Oh, they were. <laughs> wow, they, they, really thought, they really thought they'd last. Man, yeah. when World War III starts and the bomb goes off, the only thing that's going to be left is cockroaches and blockbuster gift cards exactly <laughs> all right well i think we're at well go ahead john oh no i was gonna say also since, since we're gonna talk about this is remember the 70s it is stuff like logan's run or soylent green or any of these movies that took place 500 years a thousand years into the future everybody still had mutton chops they still all had bell bottoms <laughs> and flares you know, yeah. they still had beanbag chairs and disco globes. Yeah. You know, nobody is, you know, but yet there's flying cars and, and uh, things like that. But as far as the way people look or dress or the music they listen to, it's still all of that time period. <laughs> and the best film, I think, to deal with that is The yeah. Omega Man, is when Charlton Heston goes into the movie theater and he's watching Woodstock. You know, they shot Omega Man in the 70s, Woodstock is the 60s. And mm-hmm. he goes, man, they don't make them like that anymore. And they don't, because <laughs> everybody's dead. So that would be like the last film that was made. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Omega Man in forever. Yeah, and he's again. stuck in the 70s. He still looks like he's... It's the best film to, represent, to be shot in the 70s that they place in the future, because everybody is dead. So he's still going to look like he's in the 70s. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think we are at that. We're actually past the time that normally we we wrap it up. But uh, this was uh, this was sort of a fun, really, you know, like I mean, there's even though we didn't do the normal thing of like talking about the actors and talking about the director or whatever. This was a lot. There was a lot of stuff that happened that we we discussed. So um, I'll let everybody know we do the stinkometer rating system and a stink operator rating system is a one through ten uh rating system one being very very good uh ten being very very stinky and bad 
but sometimes just bad, bad can be good, you know, depending on how you feel about it or whatever. Uh, then also there's a five in the middle there can be like 5.5 or 6.5. If you feel like you can't tell, you know, you, you can't figure out the difference between, you know, which one you want to do, you know? Um, so with that being said, who wants to go first? I'm interested in Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you say, I, Dustin? Uh, so, all right. Class of 1999 part two, the substitute. <laughs> it has some strong points, you know, I, I like Sasha Mitchell on it. I like his his whole like it almost feels like a subplot, but I like what he's doing in it. I like the weird slashery vibe of that stuff. A lot of the other stuff I don't I don't like though. Um, but it's a well made movie. It it's not boring. Uh, there's just stuff in it that doesn't really make any sense and stuff. I. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't think that it's good. I, I would not intentionally rewatch this movie. <laughs> I only rewatch this because you know, of because of the interview because of the show review. Yeah, you're not uh, gonna buy the buy the DVD or the Blu-ray when that comes out. If they do, if that if that actually happened, I I will definitely because I would love to know explanations of, of why so you know but i don't think it's the worst it's nowhere near what i would say is like a good movie though on i would give it 10 being the stinkiest i would give it a seven seven okay okay what about you john um well when i first saw it i really hated it and then when i saw it again i think i still really disliked it uh, and I forgot that he wasn't an android um I'm only comparing it to the other movies so it's obviously the weakest of the three well, but the weakest I, of all class of 1999s nines of all class <laughs> and I, I I I sent Jonathan that that uh eBay link where I said I'm gonna buy this and, and it's it's uh um Spanish, it's in, but it's in English and it's Blu-ray and DVD and, and it's for all three movies. It's only $45. So um, it has like little lobby cards and all that with it. It was like a whole collection. Mm. So I figured, well, what the fuck? Why not? Yeah. So the film definitely grew on me. And, and uh, so it made me want to pick up that set. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I liked it a lot more, except for the those two other characters, and yeah, I like Sasha Mitchell in it. I thought that he was good. Um, he's, I think he's kind of wooden to begin with, so it was kind of perfect. Almost yeah. like Keanu Reeves and, you know, the day the earth stood still. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, he's perfect for this. He's, he's yeah. a pretty wooden actor anyways. Um, so I would probably give it, I mean, Chick Dustin gave it a seven? I was going to go like four. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know seven is more stinky, while four is less stinky. But uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed this viewing of it. Um, you can't put a lot of thought into it. But I really was thinking of, is this something that could happen in the future with the way our government is and all that? Could they make Android teachers to that have guns strapped to them to 
stop shooters and things, you know, is this, you know, I don't know. I was really thinking that like, like wow, this could, this could happen. <laughs> so I, I think that kind of boosted it. So I'm going to give it a, I, I, I liked it a lot. I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you say that because seven and four were two numbers that crossed my mind while us doing the show. Right. So both of those numbers, because I was trying to think, like, what am I going to score this? And I, um, uh, so I'm, I'm listening to you both. And at first, I mean, I really love the movie as well, John. Like, I, I think the movie is a lot of fun. Uh, I, and I agree with Dustin that if they just cut out a lot of the, um, the love angle between the two of those characters, you know, just all that stuff. I, you know, I think this movie would have been a whole lot better. Um, and if they just explained more of what's going on, I would have liked it better too. Like I would be willing to watch an hour, uh, or like not an hour more, but like, uh, maybe, um, you know, half hour more of the movie, like a two hour long movie, just to, if they, if they did put in stuff that explained it more, I would have been, you know, I, I, I'd be down to watch that. Um, you know, but only if they did that, if they explored more of the love shit, I would have been, no, no, have no interest in that. You know, uh, we don't need to see Nick Cassavetes without a shirt on and shit. I don't care. Um, but, um, now the girl naked, she was all right. Um, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. It was nice to have a little bit of nudity. I mean, you don't really see it as much anymore. Actually. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I'm actually going to give it a six. Um, cause it isn't basically, basically in between you guys I can't give it a five because to me, five would be a meh, you know, kind of like, this is kind of boring, you know? Uh, but it does have a lot of, a lot of issues, you know, a lot of things that were not explained and very confusing, you know, and, uh, but it wasn't a mess of a movie, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, but it's it's just it's not to me. It's not good enough to be a four for me. You know, um, if, uh, but I would I would love to. I still want to watch it over and over again. Like there's there's some movies up like this that I would watch over and over again. Um, but with that being said, like Kickboxer Two is like one of my favorite movies. Period. You know, and Sasha Mitchell's in that and. Dustin, you told me four was your favorite of the Kickboxer movies. Yes, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna guess that Kickboxer three would not be John's favorite still. So <laughs> um I I would not know. I don't think I went any further than part two, because that's Albert Pune, I think. He directed mm-hmm. a few of those. Well, and, he directed uh, two and four, yep. Okay. And uh so I I I I think I rented part two thought it was hilarious that they killed off Van Damme's character so then Sasha Mitchell could come in. So we, we thought that was fun. So we watched it, but I don't remember a thing on it. I, I have not seen any of the other movies at all. Well, you reviewed it for Quick Review Thursday and Paul had never seen it. And Paul uh, did not like it. It was just not his cup of tea, but he was happy. So. But he was happy to have watched it, you know, because it's not something he would normally, you know, look look out for you know so he was happy that he got a chance to watch it but like you know it's not his thing um but part two is one of my favorite movies and so i would have given that a two on the scale of like stinkometer scale and this i would i would give a six and 
I've always thought this was a worse movie, you know? And I think the first time I told you, Dustin, we were going to do this, you said, oh man, that is so bad. And I think since yeah. you've seen it, you probably changed your mind a little bit. It's probably a little bit better than what you remember, you know? I still you know. think it sucks, but it's, <laughs> it's got some, it's got some <laughs> moments. There's I don't just, know. There's a lot of like <coughs> dumb characters and like so just a lot of bad storytelling choices. Yeah, I think that's that's the big reason why I went up because there's just too many plot holes that didn't didn't get answered and a lot of confusion. I mean, once again, I I what I think was you, John, who said that you think it's maybe that they they thought about it at the end. It's like, oh, let's just change it to him not being a robot, so we don't have to show off like robot I think arms. So. I, so. I think they they told the guy, you know, write you know write a a sequel, you know, put in I don't know. They had three robots. We got to up it, so put in five, you know. And then by the time they got to to filming, it went down to like three, two, one, none. You know, now now it's just the guy who thinks he's a robot. <laughs> that that saves a lot of money. You know, you don't have to show any robot parts. I mean, that that in itself is, sounds like a cool idea for a movie. Like a guy who just thinks he's a robot, so he just does stuff all the time like a robot would, you know? And then he ends up not, you know, like the whole time you know he's not a robot, you know? That would be, I don't know, I'd, I'd watch something like that, you know? Um, but anyway... Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, this will be the last time for the season that you guys are on. So I appreciate it, you know? Um, uh, and uh, next season, we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some fun because we're going to start shooting that in September. Uh, we got a lot of, a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, but I just want to thank you guys. This is coming out in November. So, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit of time. You're just I, I'm, I'm recording this while I'm 54, but it will come out when I'm 55. How weird is that? <laughs> wow, we we just class in 1999. This shit. <laughs> yeah, that is strange. Yeah, you'll be 55 when this comes out. Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, thank you. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, I I will still be 40, sadly. So I nothing changes for me. Except maybe less hair. I don't know by then. <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out in November when we release this. And then we'll be like, man, things have changed. The whole world's gone to hell in a handbasket. Even more. <laughs> you know? well, then we'll meet a hero like John Bolin to come and save us all. <laughs> He's going to have to just go start shooting random kids. Oh, and the last thing that I'm going to share is I forgot about it, but like why the hell did he just like completely hang that one kid? Like, because he decided to go smoke some edge or whatever instead of go to the principal's office <laughs> because he disobeyed him and he was doing drugs. Yeah, I was, I was just like that. That's a little. That seems a little harsh. Another random subplot that got brought up and went nowhere: the fact that he was using like some random new drug, <laughs> edge. And yeah, and then it's never expounded upon beyond that. It's like, okay, well, he might as well just been up there, like, 
cooking smoking mar- marijuana or something or something like yeah you've got to give it a, a new name all all these futuristic movies they always have a, you know punk or blast or <laughs> puke or or whatever it is there's always my fa- you know what my there. favorite is john scurb 78 what's that from Trancers. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I like the movies that list the old drugs. So they'll go, first there was pot, then there was cocaine, then there was, and then they list like three drugs that don't exist yet, but they exist in, in that film. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, you know, then they got into Curb, and then they got into Moxie, and then, you know, and it, you're just thinking, oh, okay, there's our futuristic drugs that don't exist. <laughs> You know, somebody, somebody in a uh, lab is uh, saying, hmm, let me watch these movies and start coming up with names for these or steal these names from this uh, movie, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, everybody tune in. Uh, I think, was it? Yeah, I think next uh, episode will be Paul's. So there you go. Paul will have his next uh one of his last episodes of the uh, season so uh join us for that and until then have a good one everybody bye bye